This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm Rachel, and I'm here, of course, with none other than Alan. <laughs> and we have a great podcast for you today. We really do. And I know, I know we say this every week. We're like Chris Harrison, right? How Chris Harrison, we are. Harrison says, the most dramatic rose ceremony <laughs> ever, or finale ever. But this really is a great podcast because we have Blake here. We had Dean last week, so thank you so much for tuning in last week. But this week with Blake is going to be good. Yeah, this is a really big week because, unfortunately, to the dismay of Bachelor Nation, we saw the end of Paradise. But at the same time, we saw three engagements, which, I don't know, is that on par? Is that a record? Because I have to admit this. I've actually never finished a full season of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, really? This is the first time I have watched beginning to end. So, of course, this is why I have so many opinions because I've seen it in a way I've never seen before. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess... Things come in three, right? Engagements. We saw the end of Paradise, but we also got a new Bachelor. A new Bachelor. And let's just go right there. Let's just start with that. All right, go ahead. Because you know I'm pumped that Peter's a new Bachelor. I've been rooting for him from the get-go. But you were hoping for someone else. So tell me, Rachel. Pretend I'm your therapist here. Tell me how you're feeling. I fell asleep for a second when you were talking about (laughs) the announcement of Peter. Okay, in all honesty, I'm saying this, I'm joking. Remember compliment sandwich. I think Peter seems like a super sweet guy. He's an attractive guy. He seems to be easygoing and fun-loving. And I am not saying that he won't be a great bachelor. Not my issue. Um, But I have to say that I'll be watching this season through a lens of sadness. Because... I know people will jump on me and they're going to re- interpret this whole thing that I'm against Peter and I'm not. It's it's honestly it's not about Peter for me. It's truly bigger than Peter because as I've said multiple times whether it be on this podcast or in some other form of media. Mike Johnson should have been the bachelor of season 24. Period. 
That's my opinion. It's time. It's it's bigger than a Peter. We have seen so many seasons of Peter. And I just feel like now's the time for something different. But I will say I'm going to assume that if Mike wasn't chosen, there's a reason. Yes. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that. I'm going to admit that. If I don't know what that reason is, but if he wasn't chosen from the friendships and what I know about production, there has to be some good reason why they chose not to pick him. But I feel like there is a bigger problem here and there's a bigger issue and I can't excuse it and I can't look past it. This show's been on for 17 years. And in 2019, it disappoints me that the Bachelor franchise does not reflect reality. It's not reflective of what the real world looks like or what real life relationships look like. And I can go beyond color. I can talk about the way people look, you know, ages, whatever. It doesn't, it isn't reflective of that. And I personally don't feel like I want to watch another season where, you know, the same people make it as far as they do. The leads look the same way. You have certain people make it to a certain point to fill a quota. And I just don't want to watch another season that caters to one specific audience and just doesn't isn't reflective of what the real world looks like. And to be honest, I'm bored. I'm not necessarily bored with the drama because I think Hannah had an entertaining season and so did Colton. But I'm bored with the cast and I'm bored with the way they look like. And I'm sorry, vanilla isn't the only dessert that's out there, flavor of dessert. And... White isn't the only color in the crayon box, but if you watch Bachelor Nation or Bachelor Franchise, that is what we see when it pertains to leads. And I think my biggest thing is that the system isn't working, and that's what's upsetting to me because, as I said, I have friends in production. I don't, I don't have anything negative to say about the franchise in, in that sense, but you have to admit that and I think that they want to see a person of color as the lead. Yeah. But whatever. The, but the system as it stands isn't working to put a person in place. And this is the thing. It's a weird thing because you're right. With with Peter being the bachelor, we probably will see similar girls from past seasons make it far. And whoever makes it far becomes the next mm-hmm. lead, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a cycle, right, yeah. like you're saying. So someone who's different needs to make it far in order to be considered and unfortunately, I just don't think Mike made it far enough. Well, you can't say that because he made it farther than Hannah, and Hannah got to become the lead. And I didn't think Hannah should have been the lead. But and 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 I agree. And well, but for different reasons, because I just wanted somebody who was older, yeah. and I thought that they should just go back and do what they haven't done in a bachelorette season, what we've seen for bachelor yeah. seasons. But and caveat, again, we liked Hannah as the lead, yeah. but when she was chosen, we were yeah. both like, huh? Everybody was. Yeah. And if you if you say different, you're lying. But I think. Like I said, with Mike, I'm assuming if he wasn't the lead, there is some reason for that. I get it. I want to talk about it from a bigger issue. And I just feel like I don't want to hear anything about the process and in picking the lead because I have watched over these last three years the franchise for, quote unquote, break the rules. Okay? Now, granted, I started just watching this show three years ago. So there's also that. But they broke the rules in Nick Vile's season, Ari's season, and in Hannah B's season. And they changed the rules for Colton's season. Nick wasn't from the season before. They went back years and picked Nick. Same thing they did for Ari. They broke the mold with Hannah B because they didn't pick somebody out of the top four. I don't know what she was. Eight, nine, seven, ten, something. She wasn't in the top four. She didn't make it to hometowns. With Colton, they changed the rules because he jumped a fence, threw a fit, and basically got to do it his way to get the girl that he wanted, which worked out for him. And I think the best example, and this is what I will hang my hat on, and the franchise has given me a scapegoat for it, is the Demi Christian situation. Because I am all for Demi and Christian and their relationship, and I think it is very reflective to the argument that I'm making of what the real world looks like. Same-sex relationships are prevalent, they are real, and they happen all the time. And I think it was beautiful that the franchise highlighted that. However, the franchise broke the rules to highlight that. They brought somebody who has never been a cast member into the franchise to reflect this because otherwise we wouldn't have seen it. And people are praising it and they're excited about it and they're happy about it. So my thing is, why can't you break the rules again to bring an outsider in the franchise to demonstrate having a person of color as the lead? 
And I don't mean black because I'm black. I'm talking it could be Indian. It could be Asian. I'm not going to count Juan Pablo because it was just such a disaster. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, they used to interview people as the lead. So why are we not doing that again? If you really want to see a person of color in that role, then freaking start interviewing people because we can all admit that the system as is is absolutely not working. What do you mean interview people? Sorry, I just don't follow. So when they would bring people in as the lead, they didn't come from the past season necessarily. For the women, they did. But for the men, they would interview people. They would interview leads to come like the prince or whoever it is and I feel like this is like I didn't watch it back then but these people weren't from somebody else's season when it Mm. came to The Bachelor. I'm into that. They interviewed candidates and again thank you because you gave me something to hang my hat on. Now that I've seen what you did with Christian, I know you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And so I'm saying at this point time is up and I fully fully expect to see a person of color as The Bachelor in season 25. I truly do, because there's no excuse at this point, because you've bent the rules too far in the Demi and Christian situation. I'm, I cannot argue with that. I completely agree. Listen, I feel like I could go on and on about my issues and what I think is the bigger issue and what I think should be done, but I feel like at this point I've said my piece. And I have to put a pin in it and I have to move on. Peter's the bachelor. Congratulations to Peter. And we have a lot more to talk about other than just who's the next bachelor. Yeah, we absolutely do. Because Blake is here today. He is nervous. I saw him out in the hallway. He's like seriously shaking. Um, But we have a lot to talk to him about. So we're going to do that in just a minute. All right. Shall we just jump in here? Let's do it. Talk about how we're all matching right now. How weird is it, you guys? All right, so, so for those of you who cannot see us right now, which is all of you because this is a podcast, somehow Rachel, Blake, and I all showed up wearing white T-shirts, pretty much the exact same it's white crazy T-shirt, it's, it's... and jeans. Crew white tees. Crew white tees. Yeah, but we, but we have different shades of jeans, ironically. Okay. But we all came, I, I, I think subconsciously, we all follow you, Allie, and we know yeah. what your feed looks like. And we're like, you know what? Allie's going to take a picture. We want to make sure that we're on brand. Thank you. But I also think it's the sign of a really good podcast. Yeah. That's what we're about to have. That's right. I yeah. like it. I, like, I wonder what it says about each of our personalities because of our shade of gene. Probably nothing. <laughs> no, I, I, I think really it does. Mine are ripped up, <laughs> raggedy, rough around the edges. Hello. All right. Blake, what are yours? Mine are what did I say about black. You? They're kind of a little beat up. Okay. A little beat up. Faded black. Faded Is that black. how you're feeling right now? A little yeah. beat up? A little bruised? Yeah. yeah. Little... <laughs> say well, the least. Let, let's get into all of this. Um, where should we begin? I would say let's just start with asking, how are you? I'm, do- I'm doing better. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a rough summer, to say the least. Uh, it's been some some low lows, uh, for sure, but uh, I am doing better. Finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's something that I've been, I've been waiting for, kind of taking it day by day, and yeah. So how dark has this tunnel gotten? Because we've talked about this on the podcast before, is that this show, as mm-hmm. amazing as it is, we all love to watch it, great love stories come out of it, there's also a lot of mental and emotional I don't know baggage I don't even know how to say it but just stuff that comes along with the show and it can really take you to a dark place like did did you get there like yeah I mean I was you know I'm not quite ready to talk about just how kind of low and dark it got for me but um it was a little harder maybe for me too because coming off of Becca's season I I kind of was there wasn't too much I didn't get too much hate you know too much hate coming off Becca's season so then to suddenly get as much as I I did right away. Um, it was it was really hard, and it's for me. I'm really hard on myself sometimes. Not sometimes, all the time. Um, whether it was you know like school, sports, relationships, I've just always been pretty hard on myself, and I felt a lot of shame uh, because I felt like I had disappointed a lot of people, and I'd kind of let down a lot of people in my life. Um, and so, right when I got back from the show there in like July, like before it even started, I was already kind of starting to to go into that deep hole of where I just didn't want to leave, you know, my apartment because I felt like there are people out there, so many people out there that I disappointed. And so once I was able to kind of almost kind of forgive myself in a sense too, you know, like you didn't, you know, you didn't do anything too terrible. Um, I was kind of able to, to get better, but uh, it took a long time and I'm still working on it. Yeah. And I, I think what you're saying is really interesting. And I, you, you mentioned some things and I'd like to go back 
you know, maybe back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. When you said you came off Becca season, you were the guy. You know, I'll say it for you. Big fan. Same. Couldn't understand why Becca didn't pick you. Was rooting for you. Wanted you to find love and in the best way. But because you made it so far, you had like a full year off before yeah. you actually went to paradise. So do you think that that year off affected affected you coming into paradise? Yeah, um, absolutely. And and people ask me, you know, why didn't you do paradise first time around? There was no way I was ready. I mean, it, that basically started filming, you know, like right after the season had ended. So I, there was no way I was in a mind frame to go on that first paradise. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't have been there fully, you know. Um, yeah, that year was, I mean, a lot happens when you go from I was selling beer, you know, to like liquor stores and grocery stores to suddenly kind of being thrust in the spotlight like I was. Yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy whirlwind of a year. Um, and in a good way, a in, lot a good, in a good way, in yeah. a lot of, a lot of good ways, to be honest. Um, and I had there for a long time. I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to do paradise. Like, I just don't know. I just don't know. But I think in the back of my head, paradise was kind of always looming a little bit. I really do. Um, and so now that I'm done, like I, and that's kind of gone, I think it's going to be a bit of a relief to not have it looming over my head. Um, and so that'll be nice, you know, after this is finally finished. I guess when I ask you, did it affect you? I'm more so thinking because you were the guy, you know, there's really no other way to say it Mm -hmm. than that's who you are. And you were placed on such a pedestal. And I, I mean, I even heard stories. I heard, you know, when all y'all went to Toronto for that event, I heard the girls were around the building. People were screaming your name, you and Jason. And then you and Jason, before he got with Kaylin, you guys have, you still have a bromance. But it was like, you were two guys just hitting the road. Mm -hmm. And I know, I've never shared this publicly. Legit, swear to God, girls would DM me and ask me if I knew you so they could get in contact with you because they thought that you were just such a great guy. If I'm getting those DMs for somebody (laughs) who hadn't even met you, I can only imagine what, what you're getting. And so I'm prefacing that to say, when I say, do you think that it affected you because of what we have learned, what happened Mm -hmm. right before paradise? Do Mm -hmm. you think that maybe you got caught up in the world a bit? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there was a, I mean, yeah, it was a lot of tension, to say the least. And and um, it was a weird time for me because I had just come off of this heartbreak. And I did, in a way, find, a, like you said, hit the road and I was distracting myself. And I was kind of trying to fill that that emptiness and that void with, you know, this attention and these, I mean, I was traveling like crazy, you know, going to a different city a couple times a week and, you know, doing these fun appearances. And it was fun, but at the same time, I didn't take a lot of time for myself. I didn't. And, um... Yeah, it, it, it definitely, this last year leading into paradise, um, I lost myself a little bit. I did. And I had, getting your heart broken on national television, you know, in the public eye like that, I had a lot of insecurities. I did. And sometimes, you know, um, you try and be somebody, maybe I, well, I think I was somebody that I was, trying to be somebody that I wasn't um, because I had a lot of insecurities about, you know, how I, how I got my heart broken and how the way I uh, was emotional um, and so I think that that year I did, I did, I did kind of get distracted and I lost myself. I did. What do you and, mean by that? You lost yourself. Uh, I, like you I said, dated I dated a lot. What? You hooked up a lot. Like, what do you, well, what do you I mean, mean by that? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say like a ton, you know, it's not like I, that's the thing is like this, the stagecoach weekend, you know, um, there was like, obviously that's like this huge thing. And now people think that's how every weekend was for me, you know, and it, it wasn't, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like there wasn't a lot of opportunities to go on dates. Like there were, you know, more than obviously I've ever had. And I did go on dates and I did try, I think it would be hypocritical of me if I was like, yeah, I want to find my person. And then I just sit at home and I don't do anything, you know, or I don't go out there and actually try and meet people. And so, but yeah, I definitely, when I say I lost myself, I guess I, when you're getting that much attention, um, you let it kind of, you do, you build it up and you, you do, you get, I, I can't, I know I'm not the first and I know there's been others where you get that attention and you do feel almost um, invulnerable, I guess, I guess yeah. in a sense, you know, and obviously I've learned from that and I learned I'm not. Um, and so, yeah, this last year I've learned a lot. I've, I, yeah, I've learned a lot this last year. To say it goes to everybody's head yeah. a little bit. I will Even say. A lot of bit. A yeah. lot of, no, a you're lot right. of bit. It really does. And I think something including he said. Including us, including yeah, me and you. Sure. And I think something that he said is key. He was trying to be somebody he wasn't. Yeah. You know, you're one person when you enter this world and then your life changes. It is Overnight. completely turned upside down in a way that, you know, I know Instagram wasn't around 
when you were on the show, right. Allie. And even even for me, it's gotten even bigger since when I was on it. And I was on it two years ago. It just keeps getting bigger and mm -hmm. bigger. So I can't even imagine what that does to you when you've got people like me getting DMs to talk to you, to mm -hmm. hook you. I could have hooked yeah. you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, my girlfriends are texting me asking me, do you know Blake? Mm -hmm. Just because I'm in the Bachelor world. Well, I mean, I guess, so Bachelor Nation is a small world. Mm -hmm. And I, I, so coming off the show, um, there's obviously a lot of tension, but also it's in a way, I mean, it's easier to get dates, but it's harder to actually meet somebody because you're not sure who you can trust, you know? And so when people in Bachelor Nation, you know, this this weird family we have in a way, you feel like you can't trust them and you have this, you know, this um, thing you've been through together. You have this com common thing. You can relate a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, I would go to these events. There'd be a lot of Bachelor Nation people there. And I would, we would hit it off because we have this this common ground to talk about. And so, yeah, I mean, it's and I'm, I'm not the first to, you know, date around in Bachelor Nation. Um, and so absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, you I mean, definitely aren't the first. It's pretty common because, I mean, it's a lot of, you know. Good-looking people, we're all something in common, and we're all hanging out all the time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's easy, I guess, to kind of like meet people within Bachelor Nation. Yeah, sure. and I think that there is a lot of crossover, and you do have. I remember when I was I had just finished Nick's season, and a producer said to me, "Listen, you're going to have all these people from past seasons yeah. sliding into your DMs and messaging you, and it's just a thing. It happens. It's just the first time we've seen it play out." Mm -hmm on an actual season. Um, something you said that I think is interesting, and I think we can come back to it when we really get into the depths of this, but you said Bachelor Nation is like this family. Mm -hmm. It's not a family. I do not, no, I'm dead ass serious. I don't consider it a family because family is blood. You're born into that and you can't help that. I would describe Bachelor Nation more as a fraternity and a sorority. We all went through this one experience, this crazy experience together and it's something that we can all relate to because we've been through it and it's such a select few. But we're definitely not yeah. family. You're right. I actually and, like and those I think, words better. And I think that you've learned that, and we can speak to that as we as mm -hmm. we really get into the depths of this. You have learned that these these people aren't your fucking family, mm -hmm. and they're not your friends. Yes, you can curse on this podcast. Okay, I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. um, Good enough. They're not. And 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 it, you and honestly, you learn it the hard way. Um, but I want to get into since you know Ali was talking about relationships, and there have been rumors out here. And you know, like once one rumor starts, like all oh, these I other know. rumors start, but. Let's talk about the relationships we do know. Mm -hmm. You and it came out during this this season, but there's Christina, mm -hmm. there's Kaylin, and there's Hannah G. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to describe, like for the record, coming from you, what was your relationship with Christina? Mm -hmm. What was your relationship with Kaylin? And then what was your relationship with Hannah G pre-Paradise? Yeah. So um yeah, Christina, we started talking, it was basically right after my finale had aired. It was like that night she she had like tagged me. So I'd already been following her and she had like tagged me in her story. And I was just like, oh, thanks for the support or something like that. And we slowly started talking. But honestly, she was like my Bachelor Nation crush as like when I was like, you know, watching the family. Like she was the person I always thought she was gorgeous and really cool. She's and, hot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> very, very much so. So she was like this crush I'd, or this, you know, I'd always had this crush on her. And so we had started talking and, you know, we she kind of helped me navigate this weird world too because she'd obviously been through it. So she had kind of helped me navigate on what to expect and that kind of thing, you know. It was like somebody I could lean on um, coming, you know, coming into this world and all of a sudden being with all this attention, all these weird endorsements and weird events and all that. And so we did. We got really close and I was I was really into Christina and we were really into each other. And that, um, from about, let's say September to the end of November, roughly, um, we were talking, we were hanging out and... Unfortunately, it just it didn't work out and a lot of that I put on myself. I do. Um, I was Busy I was doing an event every weekend and I just felt she was kind of like over it She's like I've been in this world. I've did it for this year. I'm over it and I'm like, you know, I'm This I'm in it. I'm like right in the middle of it right now And I feel like I, I will maybe resent you if I decide like, you know what? I'm not gonna go to this event and blah 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 and she, she the cool thing about Christina was she totally got it She was like I get it. I've been doing I've done where, what you're doing right now um, but we decided, you know, I wasn't going to be able to give her what she wanted, you know. And so uh, we decided not to to romantically talk anymore. And we just decided to be friends. Um, and we were friends, like very good friends for the last year, like really, really good friends. Um, we talked all the time. And like I said, I leaned on her. She leaned on me when she was having a bad day, that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that was and then maybe three times, I want to say we did hook up, you know, friends with benefits about three times over the last year from like November till 
whenever that was. April. Until stagecoach. Yeah, mm-hmm. April. Yeah. So she, let me just make sure I'm understanding this correctly. She didn't necessarily feel you guys were a couple, a s- exclusive couple, but where it kind of went wrong for her, because obviously she was very upset with you when she first got to Paradise, was the stagecoach situation. So it wasn't really misleading her in the relationship. It was just that weekend. Yeah, and it, to be honest, and I, Christina wasn't really... So that conversation was really long. It was like a 45-minute conversation we had, and it was kind of chopped up and cut up. But she wasn't really mad that I had because sl- she knew that we were just friends. She wasn't really mad that I'd slept with somebody the next night. It was more of that I didn't tell her about it. She felt right. like I owed her that, and she's right. It was very just like we were, we were such good friends that she felt disrespected that I didn't tell her right away that I had slept with Caitlin the next night. That was more. It wasn't that I slept with somebody. It was that I didn't tell her. She yeah. felt disrespected, yeah. So I think it's safe to say you guys are good. Like, I've seen her comment on your social mm-hmm. media. Like, yeah. you guys are good. There's yeah. no really, like, weirdness there. No. But uh-uh. I think where things get a little bit sticky still is Caitlin. So what was your relationship with her? Uh, yeah, so I was with Colton, and uh, he was head FaceTimed Cassie. Give me months, because uh, I don't was... think the timelines add up, so I want to, like, put everything Yeah, together. this was roughly, so the first time I ever, like, it was on the FaceTime was uh, the like roughly mid December, I can't okay. remember the exact date. December 2018, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Um, so yeah, so we had. I was just with Colton, Facetime Cassie, and I was with him. And of course, you know, Caitlin Cassie are best friends. She popped in. I said hi. You know, it was one of those. Colton's like, Colton did. He like set us up. It mm-hmm. was one of those. It was like you should have his number, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. Started talking. Um, talked till about mid March. I want to say March 8th is when it was kind of like we didn't really talk, but we we had talked till about mid March, but it wasn't. Like it was very sporadically. Define talking, because to her, it's FaceTiming three times a day. We definitely didn't FaceTime three, three times a day. We did FaceTime. We did, but it was definitely not three times a day. And How we much did, was it? What? How much was it? Um, I want to say we FaceTimed twelve times, probably total. Yeah. In that, like, what was that? Four months span? Yeah, twelve, fifteen times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you seemed confused, Allie, because that is not what Kaylin said. Yeah, that's not that is not what she said. Yeah. 12, 15 times through the, the three months that we talked to. Yeah. Can we get your phone records? No. <laughs> I want the We've facts here. I'm learning from Rachel, lawyer Rachel. I want the facts. Yeah. Um, I guess within that, and uh, I'm trying to establish a timeline mm-hmm. because like Ali said, this is where things get, get sticky. Murky, yeah. Did you watch Women Tell All on Colton season? I did. And that's filmed about February. Yep towards the end of February and you guys were still communicating at this point. Mm-hmm. You get why I'm asking you that question. Yes. You mm-hmm. watched it, right? Mm-hmm. And what we saw was how emotional Kaylin was about Colton and how the love that she had for him and how heartbroken she was and she was crying. And if, as a viewer, you felt that. But according to what both of you guys are saying, even Kaylin says she had talked to you for a few months before Stagecoach. So it's confusing as to why you have such, Kaylin had such tears in talking about Colton and how, and it seemed very present tense, but in the meantime, she's talking to you and has some sort of connection. You know, for her, it seems like maybe it was deeper, but for you, it was more of like something casual, getting to know each other. What was, what were your thoughts when you watched Women Tell All and you saw that? Yeah, so, and yeah, I think you even kind of saw it on Colton's face a little bit. I think he was kind of like taken aback by the way, because he knew that we were talking. I think you kind of saw it on Colton's face too. He was kind of like, wait a minute. Didn't they live together at that point? Didn't Cassie, Caitlin, and Colton all live together? Yeah. Basically, I think, yeah. 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 Um, I just don't think that they had casted The Bachelorette at that point. No, that's very correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody does that. Everybody does what? Auditions? What they did at the... Yeah, auditions at the Men Tell All, Women Tell All. Did you do anything like that? I I was The Bachelorette the day after I broke up with... Nick and I broke up. I had, oh, a, very, I was, I was I had a very different situation. So, but the audience didn't know. Like you know, like I. But I had already been announced before uh, tell all. Got it. Got it. Got it. So it was. It was. I had a very different situation. So I don't know how I would have been to yeah. be. To be fair, I, I very well could have done the same thing. I don't know, but I think the point is because we're trying to figure out this timeline, timeline. and where things are is that you seem taken aback by it. Colton seemed taken aback by it. It just, and that's, we talked about this, the timeline before on the podcast. It just didn't make sense Mm -hmm. that she's saying months ago, you guys were talking. And then I was like, wait a minute, tell all Mm -hmm. was in between then stuff just didn't add up. Well, and that's why it was, it was a little confusing for me too, when she was, you know, because the whole time we were talking, she was in negotiations to be bachelor and, and wanted 
to be bachelorette. And, you know, and she had kind of asked me if certain, because I was obviously in the running for bachelor. And so she had asked me kind of certain things about the process and blah, blah, blah. So like, we were open about that. She was, you know, we were talking, but it was like, if she, if she gets bachelorette, she's gone, you know? And so I guess that's what was like confusing to me is she wanted to be the bachelorette and she was ready to just like leave and do that right away. But then all of a sudden, suddenly it's like this very serious and exclusive relationship. And that, so that's where my confusion was. It was like, why act how you did on Women's Hall and the fact that you want to be bachelorette and then, but then you didn't get it. And suddenly, you know, months later we were in this like very serious relationship. So that's where my confusion came in and why my face looks so shocked. Okay. I don't mean to stop this conversation because I know it's all flowing, but we really need to take a quick break and we'll be back with Blake in just a minute. All right. We are back and we're talking to Blake. So when was she, cause that's very interesting to me that she's sitting there telling you and in negotiations to be the bachelorette. So basically saying like, Hey, I'm not committing to you cause I have this other yeah. thing going on. So when did she find out what she wasn't the bachelorette? Do you know about what that time was? Um, it's probably hard to remember. Uh, yeah, I don't. Cause but I don't even say March because yeah, right, was Hannah March. was announced in March. Right. So it was probably, probably right like before. It was right yeah. This let's time, just say yeah. give or take March. Yeah. Okay. So right around March. And then when was stagecoach? A- the end of my April. birthday weekend. I always say my birthday April. Weekend. It's like April 21st, 22nd, yep. around there sometime. Mm-hmm. And it seemed pretty, well, I mean, I think we're going to get there to the text messages, but from what it seems like at that point, and we'll get there, but that you were basically telling her not to come over. So in between her finding out she's not the bachelorette and stagecoach happening, which is about a month period, did you guys have a serious relationship in that four week period? No, no. I didn't talk to her basically the whole month of April. No, until, yeah, no. Until Stagecoach. Three days before Stagecoach, she texted me and asked. So Colton had reached out to me and said, you know, can Caitlin stay at our house? Because I stayed with Colton. And I was like, I don't really feel comfortable, you know, with her staying there. Like, I don't want to, like. Your house at Stagecoach. At Stagecoach, sorry, yes. And so she texted me three days before and was like, you know, um, what's the big deal? Like, I thought we were on good terms. Like, why can't I stay with you? And I was like, you know, I was like, well, first of all, there's not, like, a ton of room and blah, blah, blah. Like. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want us to feel uncomfortable together staying in the same house. Um, so that was the next time we talked it was three days before Sagecoach and then at Sagecoach, obviously, but yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm like you, I want to get in like text messages later. I think a lot of people, whoa, whoa, whoa let's get in Hannah G. Okay. Right. Or, oh yeah. We so about before her. we go to, cause like we all, all know what happened to Sagecoach. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. We'll get all that. Hannah G. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a little confused about that too. So what was your relationship with Hannah G? And then, well, I'll let you answer that first. Go ahead. So, yeah, me and Hannah G had started talking, um, I want to say, gosh, I can't put the, April, probably the beginning of April, maybe mid-April. And like, when I say talking, I'm like, nothing like me and Caitlin, like very, like just, we had FaceTimed once um, and it was like late, right before like Paradise. So we don't, and it was like, we never really, it was not like, I like you. It was very surface level talking. But y'all had met before. Y'all had the same management, right? Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, in person. Yes, we had met in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had started talking. Yeah, we'd met. Well, actually, I met I met her at the um, Colton's finale. And I met Tasha Colton's finale, too, technically, like backstage. So, yeah, I mean, I had met her, seen her in person kind of thing. But we didn't really, really start talking until, like, yeah, mid-April, roughly. So what made you want to take the extreme mm-hmm. move to, because you could have had a cup of coffee with her, mm-hmm. whatever. You could have FaceTime with her, but mm-hmm. you decided to book a plane ticket to Birmingham, Alabama, of all places, which isn't easy to get to, mm-hmm. to have a conversation with her. And I believe you when you say, mm-hmm. you say on the finale, we just had a conversation. She says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to do that? I, so basically when I had told Hannah about Stagecoach, um, the way kind of she reacted, kind of, I think surprised maybe both of us, the way she, and I was like, well, she really likes me. And like, and then I felt it and I was like, I really like her. And I was like, I have, I've ruined this before it even began. Like I have messed this up before it could have even started. And I was like, in a way I was like panicking. And I was like, how can I just even, you know, make this right to where we can start clean in paradise. It was one of those. It was like, obviously like I've messed up and like, I'm starting in the red. I'm in the red. So like how, and I did, it was like, I had booked it two hours, you know, and I was like, I'm going the next day. And I booked it and we, I flew in, was in literally in the city of Birmingham for maybe 12 hours. And we, we were together maybe five or six of those. So it was just, it was like this panic of, I have messed this up before it even began and I want a clean start. And in order to do that, I want to her to talk to her face to face before paradise. I didn't want to have paradise happen 
And all of a sudden, it's like she's getting like all of this information on the beach and on national television. And she's just like, what the heck? Like, I wanted to start cleaning paradise. So that makes sense to me, honestly. You're super into a girl. You tell her this thing. You're trying to be honest mm-hmm. and upfront with her. She, You're afraid of how she's reacting. or Not that she reacted weird, but maybe mm-hmm. she's being closed off. Or you're just, you're in your head on how she's reacting. Yeah. And you want to make a romantic gesture and like make it right and fly across the country. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think... What doesn't make sense is you're saying, based on that, that you obviously were into her at that point. You thought, we have a connection. Mm-hmm. So why, when you got to Paradise, did you take Tasha on the yeah. date? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the million-dollar question. And that's – it's a weird question because Tasha's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like, she's an incredible woman. So yeah, it's like I bet gorgeous. nobody's ever been have to be like, why would you go on a date with Tasha? But I was into Hannah. I think what's – confusing maybe to viewers and who aren't in your situation is okay once you decided that you were going to take Tasha on the date now what with Hannah G like take us through your mindset what were you thinking did you think oh I'll just be able to mm. come back and talk to Hannah like it's nothing did you think that she wouldn't be affected by the decision that you made did you think maybe she's a hot commodity out here on the beach someone else might swoop in like what were your thoughts That's a good question because i haven't really been asked that um so i grabbed hannah and i told her you know listen like i'm taking tasha on the date but like we have a very strong connection one of those you know and but i could see on her face that she was she was hurt and she was confused and she was frustrated and i remember her walking away and i sat there for like a couple minutes like Oh my God, like, what have I done kind of thing? Because I think in my gut, like I knew, you know, I knew that it was going to, like Hannah was who I was probably going to pursue in paradise. And so I didn't, like, I knew, like you just said, she's a hot commodity. And I knew, I knew that Dylan was into her. I did. And I knew that Dylan would probably get a lot of time to talk to her. Um, And I don't want to say like, I was so confident in us because I wasn't. um, But I guess I. You didn't think Dylan was a threat. I mean, to a deg- I thought he was the only other guy on the beach. I did like that. If there's one guy on this beach, it would be Dylan. Like I, I didn't, I didn't think, think he was that. a threat. Watching at the beginning, I'm like, she is not into him. Like I would have bet a lot of money <laughs> that they wouldn't end up. To- I'm so glad yeah. they did. They ended yeah, up turning out super uh, cute. Mm-hmm. But my question for you, because sitting here listening to you talk about Hannah, it, you obviously really were into her. I think I that's very obvious. Do you kind of feel like she's the one that got away? Um, that's so, you mean, what in pair, I mean, in general, I mean, like, are you looking at her and relationship, her relationship with Dylan and thinking that could have been me? No, see, I don't actually, because I think I'm a huge believer in things happen for a reason. And I yeah. think like D- Dylan and Hannah, when I saw them at the reunion, like they're adorable and like they really are. They're, they're great for each other. They really, really are. And so, and even watching them while I was down there, one of the conversations I had with Hannah early on, cause she was struggling that love triangle that we were in she was struggling i told her i said listen one of the things that um hurt me when the uh in my season of the bachelorette was becca seemed to cry more over jason than me and that kind of hurt and i remember i actually sat down with ben one day and told him that and he's like man like it's a weird thing that final two because it's like the last heart that she had to break was yours and then she could go and live like, you know, and do her thing and be in love. And it was the last heart she had to break. So it was a bit of a relief for her too. And that's why maybe it wasn't quite as much of a reaction to her when she dumped you. And so I sat, when I talked to Hannah, I was like, listen, Hannah, I know this is really hard right now, but what you got to remember is the moment that you give that rose to the, either one of us, you can go and actually enjoy paradise. Like you can go and actually have a good time in paradise and build a relationship. And so when I didn't get that rose, I, like I purposely ignored them. Like, I just stayed away from them, didn't make eye contact. I was like, you guys go do your thing. And then I was able to sit there and watch that relationship. And I was like, God, they are really, really good with each other. And they are really good for each other. And they, I mean, they, they were like, they were in love pretty quick and it was very evident. And it was like, like you kind of forgot they were there a lot. They were like, you kind of forgot. Yeah, we did no forget drama. they yeah. were there. We yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just, yeah. So I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So I think everything happened. As messed up as it was, I think it happened for the for the Hannah and Dylan love story. I do. I want to talk about Christina too, because mm-hmm. Rachel, I know you're really close with Christina. Mm-hmm. You're really good friends. Um, I've always liked Christina. I know Christina from your uh, bridal shower. Um, followed her on Instagram. Thought she's great. 
I don't know what it was, but something happened with Christina this season where I don't think she showed her best self. A lot of people think what you think. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was pretty evident in the reunion special. She was booed. And I was surprised by that when people I booed her. Okay. I thought that was just me who heard that. So I don't think that I heard happened. it too. I don't remember her getting booed live. Like I was. She I, got booed. And I have to say, I, I mean, I always say this. I blog about every episode and I've said throughout, I know Christina. I know she's a sweet girl. She's a cool girl. What is going on with her? Because this girl, what she is showing us is not the person that I know. Were you ever through this process upset with, obviously when she confronted you, you mm-hmm. must have been pretty upset on that date. What made you guys stay friends throughout all of this? So a lot of, that's the thing, they didn't even show my apology to Christina um, at that first rose ceremony. Like I sat her down, we apologized and everything was good. So I don't think a lot of people got to see how much we were kind of there for each other and especially how much she was there for me um, throughout Paradise. And so I think that for some reason it just didn't get shown. Um, And so she was always somebody who was kind of coming up to me and be like, you know, keep your head up. Like you're not a horrible person. Like she was there. And so for some reason our relationship just didn't really get shown a lot. There was obviously a ton going on. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, there at the end, We've always, like I said, been really good friends, obviously very sexually attracted to each other. She's gorgeous. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, what else do you need in a relationship? You know, it was like, we've never really been two feet in. We've never gone a hundred percent. And so I was like, let's do this. You know, I was just like, let's do this thing. And it didn't work out. Um, And I, there's no, I don't blame her at all for that. Like at all. She, I was trying to be patient, you know, and I told her I knew it would take her a while to get there. I knew I had made a lot of mistakes. Um... But yeah, she just couldn't, like she said, she buried those feelings too deep and couldn't get there. And I respect her for that, for being honest with me. Yeah, I think that, well, one, I guess I didn't understand why the viewers were so on Christina. Um, you know, that's for another podcast because this is about yeah. you. But, um, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, I do know her. I think you are a little bit biased. But I, didn't, I saw it. But I didn't, I think just because. Here's the thing. In Bachelor Nation, if you don't talk sunshine and blue skies and you do anything off the straight path, people turn on you. Mm-hmm. Like Christina, the, the, what you have seen of her so far is one thing. And all of a sudden she's being very blunt, like, hey, I'm just here to get a friendship, Rose. Hey, and people are like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're breaking the rules. And all of a sudden people start to deter. But that's that's yeah. neither yeah, here nor there. Oh, it's interesting because that's the Christina I've always known. I didn't really watch her on next season. I didn't know her in Paradise. So, like, the blunt Christina is the person. Blunt. Yeah, I've I always think known. Blunt is one thing, but I think she said things like, oh, no, no, honey. Like, just talk down on people at times. And Is like, honey I, bad? Yeah. Like, just, if I was like, if I was like, oh, no, no, honey, when, like, when we're having a but, disagreement, that's, that's condescending. But check this out. That girl, what was her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Okay. Caitlin comes up to her. Being totally fired up by Kaylin, like, oh, girl, blah, 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 Christina's this. They're literally talking shit about Christina. Kaylin comes over and has this conversation with her, like, I thought the whole thing was stupid. If I were Christina, I wouldn't have even played into it, to be honest with you. I thought Kaylin Kaitlyn never should have come over and even said anything to her. I thought it was messy for her, and I wish Christina hadn't responded to it. But I think, Christina, you could see the frustration, like, girl, what are you doing? Why are you over even over here even talking to me about it? And but so, I just think there's a nicer way to... I don't think she was nice about it, and that's the thing. Like, Caitlin. Caitlin wasn't nice either coming over, and that's the thing. It's like... I don't, I don't agree. Caitlin should have never... Okay, we're digressing, but Caitlin yeah. should have <laughs> never come over there. So back to, back to yeah. Christina. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. have a question about Christina. Well, I just want to say, though, before we move on, my point in this is because I do know Christina. I do like Christina. I think she's blunt, and I do... Like, people were mad at her this season and the reason she got booed or that people have had that direction to her is because I feel like she didn't put her best self forward in some moments that were shown. That's what I'm saying. I think she's great. She didn't put her best foot forward. That's it. Let's move on. With Christina, I think watching the way you turned on Christina, I remember thinking, wow, Blake is really a hopeless romantic. And I saw it when I saw you say, Christina, she's been in front of me the entire time. And I thought, gosh, Blake really wants a relationship. He really wants, for lack of better words, a fairy tale situation. He was like, you were almost forcing something that wasn't quite there um, because you want it so bad. And so my question to you is, Christina, y'all are good friends. She knows you well. She knows you better than we do. And on a level that other people, viewers don't. Mm -hmm. 
knowing that Christina knows all that about you, knowing that Christina knows what happened at Stagecoach, knowing that Christina was on the beach with you and watched you navigate several relationships and really fight for Hannah G and all of that, why would you think then that she would be so accepting to a relationship with you at that point? Well, I think she would be receptive. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I, I didn't like I. So I remember the night where I had that Christina moment um, and it was I was actually going to go talk with somebody else. And I went up to the producer and I was like, I can't. I was like, I need to go talk to Christina. I was like, I have to talk to her. Like there's something going on like inside me right now. I need to go talk to her. And I remember going up to her. Didn't have anything planned. It was just straight off. I mean, I think you could kind of see that. I was like in my head, too. I was kind of panicking because I was like. This is suddenly for me too. This is weird. And like I was, so when I sat her down, I didn't think. And I told her, if you don't see anything with me, don't give me the rose. You know, I was like, don't give me that rose. If you don't see anything, I will go home. It's perfectly fine. You know, so I, it was, it wasn't like a popular thing to do. I knew there was the girls on the beach were going to be like, oh, here, you know, Blake thinks now it's Christina. Like I knew it was going to be an unpopular thing, but I had to do it anyway. And I wanted to do it anyway. Like, yeah. I kind of felt like it was. Did you just so badly want to have a relationship out of paradise? Because it kind of seemed like a last ditch, like, I'm going to throw something at the wall and see what sticks. I know. I knew it was going to look like that. And I know it did. It did. I know it did. I think you called it a Hail Mary last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it was going to look like that. When I was down there, I knew it was going to look like that. But it was one of those things where, like, I, I, in the moment, I was all in. I really was. I know it's so weird. I know. And, like, the way it looked. But it was one of those things where it was, like, me and Christina... She cares about me. I care about her. We've never, ever been 100%. And that's kind of my mindset at the time. Yeah. And I have to commend you because I was doubtful. I mean, I was I called it a Hail Mary last mm-hmm. week. I thought, I knew you were watching it. I was like, he's such a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. But I was so proud of you when you didn't go on the date with Brie. I was scared. Me too. I was scared. I was like, oh, God, she's going <laughs> to go on this date. Nice. Poor Christina. I mean, no. you saw Christina was like struggling. Yeah. And I, I'm yeah. so proud of you for that. Yeah. If we can give you a compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I needed goodness. one. I appreciate it. Thank goodness you did not. Yeah. People yeah. would have reamed you. Oh, like. God, yeah. Well, and I never actually like thought about it you know like it was great it was great tv because they, i even was like did i go on that day i was like because the way they were showing it i was like wait you know, I was how like, do you no. feel about christina now because i guess one thing that i did think and i know i saw some comments from people who also thought this um is that because you had such a rough beginning in paradise like really rough i really truly felt for you mm-hmm. um because i don't think you deserved everything that you got uh not even a fraction um but that you maybe in the back of your head somewhere might have thought, if I get out of this paradise in a relationship, I'm going to save face. To be, on- to be honest, no, because I-, I knew that I was probably going to get even more hate by going after Christina. And I did. Like, yeah. if I had just gone home at that point, like, that would have been the end of it. And then, But by staying, I knew I was going to get even more hate, which I did end up getting more hate with Christina. So it wasn't necessarily about saving face. It was more about, oh, my God, Christina's, like I said, Christina's been here the whole time right in front of me. And... I think one thing people really want to know, because they know there was all this pre-Paradise thing, and even on the finale, I really felt you when you were like, I feel like I took away from people's Paradise experience because I had had these relationships before, and they carried into Paradise, and, you know, I don't know how you didn't think that that wasn't going to affect Paradise, but that's neither here nor there. But what truly, when you walked on that beach— what were your intentions for Paradise? What did you really want out of the whole thing? Because that has gotten lost in all the drama that has surrounded Paradise. Yeah, I was I was excited for Paradise. I really was. I was really excited to get out there another chance to like find somebody. And I I at the, when I walked onto the beach, I was excited about Hannah. I was. And I was excited because I had I had such as hard as the bachelorette was, it was such an amazing experience for me. So going into paradise, I, I thought it was going to be at least, you know, somewhat similar to that because I had such a good experience. I was like, oh my God, paradise is going to be awesome too. Like obviously it was way harder than I anticipated. Um, but I was, I was super excited. I really was. I wanted to find somebody and I wanted a relationship and I wanted to leave there and be at that reunion and be able to sit on that couch with somebody. When is your birthday? April 22nd. Mm, you're a tourist too. I am. Mm, okay. okay. I'm a Taurus. Oh, yeah? On the 21st. April 21st. Oh. Oh. I just like to understand people through their astrological signs. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, given everything that happened, it was obvious it took a it took a huge emotional toll on you. I mean, you mm-hmm. were really beating yourself up in paradise. Mm-hmm. Why not just leave? Yeah, and I get asked that a lot. Uh, and 
for me, I didn't want to give up on love. Like I didn't. I am a bit of a hopeless romantic. And there's a saying, and it's it's one of my favorite. And it's you know, you're only two toxic relationships, three mental breakdowns, and one rock bottom from finding your soulmate. And like at that point, I was like, okay, I've been through. If I can get through this, and I can still find somebody, I was like this will all be worth it. You know, it's one of those, like, this is all going to be worth it, you know? And so I didn't want to give up on that. And that's, that's why I stayed after all, you know, after all of it. Cause there was points where I was like, I should just leave. I should get out of here. But it was, it was like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to be a coward. I'm not going to run away from this. I'm going to own everything. And I'm going to continue to try and find somebody. Okay, Blake, I know today wasn't easy, and I just want to thank you so much for trusting us and being so honest and vulnerable with us. We really appreciate you coming out to talk with us and just telling your side of the story. Yeah, and we're actually going to have you back next week because there is so much more to talk about. I feel like we really just skimmed the surface, and it was just too much to all fit into one podcast, so make sure you guys tune in to our next one, too. And in the meantime, you can get all of the latest Bachelor Nation news on BachelorNation.com right now. And we want to hear from you guys. I know, like, we want to hear the good and the bad. We don't want to stop you from whatever it is that you want to say because we learn from it. And we're always open to constructive criticism. So tell us what you like and what you don't like about the show. And tell us what you want to hear more of. We're receptive to that. So you can email us at happyhour at BachelorNation.com or you can visit us at BachelorNation.com and click podcast. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. <laughs> You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.